98.3 FM Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impact's pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impact's pre-owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and impactspreowned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM from our gorgeous studios here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. <laughs> good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. I, I feel strange. Well, we sort of flip-flopped here. I'm not going to be here next week. And uh, so uh, Alan and Ronnie are going to do the show. And Ronnie's back here pushing the buttons. And first time in, what, two or three years? Uh, over two. Yeah, well, we'll see if you know. I, I tell you. Last week was the first show I've ever had where I didn't make a single mistake pushing buttons. I, I mean, everything was perfect. That's great. I screwed up some of the other stuff talking, but, you know, as far as the... Well, I told you, don't get used to it. Those days don't happen often. <laughs> well, it's, it's happened once in 141 shows, I think. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Did you go to Mama's Breakfast or whatever it was this morning? Granny's Breakfast. Gran well, I was needed to go further. One more generation. One more generation back. And uh, let me make a programming note here. Um, we were informed last Tuesday, I guess it was, that um, Greg's going to take the rest of the year off, whether that actually happens or not, or maybe he'll come back for the maybe a show at the end. I don't know, but he but, just needs the he needs the little R and R and to get away. And, I was going to say it, it depends on how he feels. Depends on how he feels, and, and his health is the number one priority. He, uh, I think that trip we made to Mount Airy took a lot out of him, and. Um, so he's going to take some time off. Hopefully, we can get a decent guest or two in here without Greg. I, I know a few people, and Alan knows a bunch of people. So uh, you don't know anybody, do you? Nope. <laughs> okay, so we'll handle it. But uh, so we'll miss Greg. I say we just give him Dean Benedetto for the year. What do you think? That'll work. I don't want him to win the championship by giving him Kyle Busch. I, I don't know anybody, but I do have a bunch of phone numbers in my uh contact list well what we can do then is you just call somebody we'll have a random guest a mystery <laughs> guest and we'll see if they we can answer do the that phone. yeah all right uh talking about our picks we've already got our picks for tonight you know I, <laughs> he pointed that out to me earlier yeah. that uh why in the world did we pick when the race hadn't happened yet but anyway I, I was thinking about that and i said maybe we can just uh if anybody wants to change they can change to somebody that's not picked right well and, and i'll let you do that i don't care yeah, and, and if As you're like me, I, was, I didn't think anything about it. I thought, well, yeah, the race is Saturday. <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking about what time it would be. Well, I was texting with Joe Delaney the other night before last, and because um, he's down in Athens. at uh, Actually, his son goes there now. He's a freshman, but he went down, of course, for the Carolina game, Joe Delaney. And, um, you mean the Georgia game? What'd I say? Carolina. Well, it is a Carolina <laughs> game. Are they going to play? Well, they're going to be there. I, I'm going to get to that <laughs> I'll in a stay second. Off of it. I'll stay off. I'm going to get there in a second. But um, I texted Joe. I said, seven o'clock Saturday night, Jeremy races, uh, uh, or 
or 7.30 and 7 o'clock the Gamecocks play. And then I woke up and the first thing that hit me Friday morning was, you idiot, the race is today. It's on Friday. It's not on Saturday. I was at the Gamecocks. <laughs> so I texted him back like early in the morning and said, you're a dope. <laughs> I told myself, you know, yeah. he, it's uh, worked out perfectly. So, um, and I couldn't be happier talking about the Carolina game. I know they're going to get hammered. I'd like to see them hang in for a little while. But I'm so happy that Jeremy Clements made the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, that's the main thing right now. And I'm just, I'm beside myself with, I'm giddy with happiness. Well, I was trying to tell you last night, you sitting there going, he got on, got eight. I said, no, we got to have that. Plus, we got to have a new winner. And I, having a new winner yeah. at, at Bristol is kind of hard. Uh, but, you know. It's I mean, real possible. It was possible. But, but, he, but uh, Alan was right. I was wrong. But what I like Again. about but what I like about it is Jeremy is locked into the top 12 now. For our mm-hmm. listeners that do not understand this, he can go no further back than 12th. In, in the point. standings. Yeah, in, in the, the standings. Point. So that means a ton of money as far as points deal. Oh, absolutely. It might. might you watch it. They might be getting a bulldozer over at Clements and might be putting in a new shop over there. Uh, <laughs> I bet they won't do that, but I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them up, upgrade the hauler. That hauler is Holler, up. Look here. My daddy, let me Uh-oh, tell you. Oh, here we go. Tell, I'm going to tell you an old story about this now, Perry. A hauler story. I, my daddy had a 68 Chevrolet truck green with a trailer behind well, what, it. Oh, what year was it? 1978. All right. Well, it was only 10 years 1978. old. 1978. All these boys started getting these crew cabs with the ramp trucks that you pulled the race car up on and stuff like that. And I looked at my daddy. I said, Daddy, we just got through winning that big $10,000 race over at Cherokee Speedway. But we still had the old 68 green Chevrolet truck. And I looked at daddy. I said, Daddy, we need to get us one of them hollers right there. My daddy looked at me and he said, Son, that car don't know how it gets to the race <laughs> I'd rather take that money and spend it on that race car and make sure it goes around that racetrack as me looking good going to the racetrack. Your daddy was a smart man. And at the end of it, guess what? He said, and just as soon as the race is over, we haul back, we unhook that trailer from that. That truck's going to start hauling peaches come Monday morning. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a few differences here. I don't think Jeremy's going to be hauling any produce. And, uh, I mean, maybe there's some things they can't take to the track that they'd like to have. I mean, they, they might, I, I don't know what they are leaving behind that they could take. But uh, I, I'm just thinking, you know, a little extra convenience. Yeah, putting it back in the race car would be great. Building a new building, that might take a while. Well, did you see, uh, I think it was Brandon, was it Brandon Brown? The 68 or 19? The 68. Brown. The 68 where uh, a lot of his sponsor people up there got together and went and bought him a new motor. Wow. Oh, I, they, they said that. I they that. said that. So, I mean, don't I, get me wrong. What was that, an A but motor, they said? A a top-notch motor. But oh. when your daddy builds motors for top-notch dirt cars, you shouldn't have a reason not to have a top-notch Car. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think, if Jeremy's got a problem, I don't no. think it's the motors. I mean, well, I mean, because so many people buy them that, that, you know, win with them on a different type track. But uh, I just think that uh, little things like tires. Maybe he can't get tires or... Or as many as he, he needs. Yeah, but I think they only allow you so many sets anyway. And they don't practice anymore, hardly. So, I mean, I don't know what the difference would be, but... 
money by speed. I know that. Right. And so that's what they need. Let, let me go over this right quick. And we'll just how much time I got there, Ronnie? I hate to ask you that. Oh, about four or five minutes. Okay. Well, the race last night was uh, it was a good race. I thought it was very exciting. And uh, you know, I'm really I've always liked him a little bit. And when he got into drug trouble, I'm gonna need to research that a little bit. You know, way back, way back. I'm not sure if he was still in IndyCar or what back then, but he took a prescription. If I remember correctly, he took a prescription drug that wasn't approved. Right. Uh, not like he was snorting blow behind the garage or something. Right. But he got suspended. And, and they make no differentiation. No. About that. That's right. So, uh, but I'm really, I really like Almondinger. I like his way he presents himself, and he was just got. He just decided to win that race last he did. night. He went after it at the finish, and he won it, and he won a. Uh, regularly, and he's a regular season Xfinity champ, and so and he's going to race a little. But when Colin goes full time Cup next year and Xfinity, he's going to be the Xfinity driver, and uh, Justin Haley will be the Cup driver. But he's going to run some Cup races too, and he won one this year, so uh, I really like him. But anyway, he won last night in a slam bang finish. Oh. Did you see my text? I think you probably had already gone to bed when I said that could have been one of them transponder deals when they both went across the finish line. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. Side by side. Well, that's the... Uh, I don't know where the transponder is, but it came yeah. out right this time. Yes, it did. All right. And that was with Austin Sendrick, who uh, he runs for Penske. I like him okay, but he's won enough this and year. And Sendrick wasn't real happy after the race. No, he wasn't. But I don't know that's why. That's okay. He... he 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 won plenty this year, and he didn't win that one. So yeah. it was for, but th well, that yeah. was the regular season championship. They got the, right. the regular championship will come up in uh, seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we right. agree. All right, we agree. Third was Riley Herbst. Fourth, Justin Allgaier. Fifth was Brandon Jones. Sixth, Justin Haley. Seventh, Harrison Burton. Um, eighth was uh, Miat Snyder. Ninth, Sam Mayer in that number eight car. Number 10th uh, was Daniel Hemrick, 11th Ty Gibbs, 12th Noah Cragson, and Jeremy Clements was 13th. Oh. That was good enough to make the playoffs. So, since we own this Xfinity deal, did you see after the race, did you see four NASCAR officials raid around A.J. Allmendinger's car? Yes. Why? I don't know. Why? I mean, if you inspect a car before the race, you inspect a car, I mean, thoroughly, why have you got to have four officials around the car after the race and it tore all to pieces? Well, I don't know. Huh? I, I guess they were looking at I, the body's I, I, innards. Uh, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Used to, whenever we got to the racetrack, you used to have to unload the race car and they don't what to call a <clears throat> P&G on the cylinders to make sure that you didn't have a big motor. Well, I mean, if you can't change motors now and you can't <laughs> do nothing now, why keep, why keep Everybody away from the race car after the race. I don't know. Maybe souvenir hunters? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Let me run over this right quick. Jeremy is, when they, I've got the reset point standings here, uh, going into Las Vegas next week. And I was in the process of looking up to see where he finished in the spring. And I think it was pretty good, or he ran well. Anyway, he's 12th in the standings. Uh, the leader going into the playoffs is Austin Sendrick. He's got, they reset the points. They gave everybody. 2,000 points and then put on the, the bonus stuff from there. Cendrick's got 2,044 points and he's actually tied with Almondinger, but uh, he uh, is second, Almondinger second due to Cendrick having five wins this year. Almondinger has four. 
Justin Allgaier is third with 2020. Craig, Noah Craxton is uh, fourth, 2017. I won't read all the points, but you can see how they graduate down. There's some pretty big gaps in here. Justin Haley's fifth. Daniel Hemrick sixth. Jeb Burton seventh. Um, Harrison Burton is eighth. And uh, when you actually get to Jeb Burton, he's got 2,009 points. Then you go all the way down to, uh, well, Mia Snyder is ninth. Brandon Jones, tenth. Riley Herbst, eleventh. And Jeremy Clements has got 2,000 points even. Uh, he's only nine points behind. He's only nine points out of seventh place. So uh, you can move up in a hurry. Yeah. Heck, crazy circumstances. He could be leading after Las Vegas. 44 points can be overcome. Right. So, uh, I mean, it won't happen probably. Uh, very unlikely. But the point is. But we've also got the Roval in this mix. And he runs good there to Roval. And Talladega, my dog Odie could probably win there. I'm not I'm not throwing off on Talladega. But, you know, if anybody could, uh, you know, with a competitive car could win at Talladega. So he's got an excellent chance, an excellent chance to move up. But we're going to take our first break right now and come back and uh, hear from Alan Hill who will tell us what's going on around here locally. You're listening to Start Your Endings on Fox Sports 4 and 93 FM. I jumped the gun. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located off I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine, wine pairing or the ideal gift jim and the staff at palmetto spirits will get it in your hands palmetto spirits located at the corner of reedville and anderson mill roads make phillips and long fuel chesney your source for propane in spartanburg county they offer propane for hot water heaters cooking and heat they can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season not only do they sell propane but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane if your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Do you own a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years' experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PF Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union. Worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. 
Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you own a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and that usually uh, John Fogarty means that we're going to talk to Alan Hill about the local things. L- let me just touch one thing here. I looked it up, and Jeremy was 17th in the spring at Las Vegas. I thought it was he must have run much better than that, and something happened at the end. He started 8th. Right. But anyway, I think that's a good track for him because he runs, uh, I heard him say it one time. So, Alan, what you got, buddy? Well, we got a little bit of our local racing going on. We got Harry Speedway going on. They started off last night. We got the Chuck Sparks Memorial up there. It's going to be a two-day event. So they will be running again up there at Harris tonight. So uh, good weather out there. So no excuse not to be going up there to Harris. So, uh, But let's get to some results from last night. Thunder Bomber. First place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Ricky Bogan. Third went to Steve Green. In the Pure Stock Division. First place went to Taylor Johnson. Second went to Matt Spencer. Third went to Mikey Brock. In the Run What You Brung division, first place went to Josh Ayers. Second went to Jeffrey Wood. Third went to Dennis Williams. In the Young Guns division, first place went to Caden Presnell. Second went to Dale Bennett. Third went to Keeley Laws. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Travis Jamison. Second went to Justin Watts. And third went to Randy Cantrell. And now the Renegade Crate Sportsman paying $1,500 to win. They combined them two divisions. First place, Wally Fowler. There you go. We got to have him on now. We're down to uh, like the last 10 shows. Well, uh, last week, he kind of You know, I couldn't give him results last week. Mm-hmm. Last week, he kind of won, but he didn't win. So uh, I didn't really want to call him up and say, uh, oops. oops. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, second place in that was Josh Burgess, and third was Jake Jackson. And, uh, don't get me wrong, last week last week paid uh, $600. This week paid $1,500. I'd like to ask that man to run second. Why don't you save that ace in the hole for t- last night? Mm. Huh? Yeah. Good question. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sometimes, you know, we just want to win. Uh, tonight, up at Harris Speedway, we're going to run the 602 late models. It's going to pay $1,000. We're going to run the Renegade by themselves. Going to pay $1,200, so you know Wally's up there washing that car right now. He's going to get ready to go back tonight and get that other $1,200. Does he run in two classes at, when he goes? Uh, I mean, I seems like, well, I know the time I went, it's been years ago now, with Lance Smith up to Harris. He he won both of his. Well, that's, he uh, took two cars and won twice. 
that's whenever he used to run uh, what we used to, like I used to, Limited Sportsman, and uh, he had another car there, which was the two car it belonged to Bobby Edge, and it run in the Renegade division. And uh, while it was running both of them cars at the time, but now uh, they still run the two car for Bobby Edge, but they actually put Nathan Pierce in that car. And usually he's he ran about third or fourth or sometimes second right in there. So a lot of good racing going on up there at Harris Speedway. And like I said, they're going to pay 1200 tonight. So if Wally, Wally can get that car ready and go up there tonight, that'd be $2,700 weekend for him up there. That, that works. And uh, Crate Sportsman, $1,000. Pure Stock, $1,000. Stock 4, $800. Front Wheel Drive, $1,000. Thunder Bomber Futures. So, uh... A lot of good racing. I know Mr. Wilson will be headed that way because Cherokee Speedway is off this weekend and going to be off next weekend. Uh, Grandstands at Harry Speedway, $15 to get in. Pits are going to be $30. Kids 12 and under free. Gates are going to open up at 4 p.m. this afternoon. Drivers meeting at 7. Hot laps following right after. Also up here, uh, the only other racetrack that we got running locally is Carolina Speedway up in Gastonia. It's in Gastonia. Yep. They got the big $10,000 street stock race up there. They had uh, heat races last night. They had about 50 cars up there, so they had five heat races up there. Or they qualified, and then you take your qualifying position, and then you have to come back in here and win one of these five heat races to kind of start up front. Uh, we're going to start off with heat race number one. First place went to Roger McKenzie. Second went to Josh Langley. Third went to Ricky Green. Ricky Green was the big winner of the $10,000 race at Cherokee Speedway. So, uh, Ricky, I think he got qualified in, but he's going to be starting deep into the pack if you run third in the heat race. So, uh, that means you're going to be starting back there about 12th or 15th, maybe. Probably his wallet is uh, bothering him sitting on a... Sitting in the race car with all you, that ten thousand bucks in it. You, you don't spend that money. <laughs> <laughs> that money don't last long. Oh, okay, I know. I, and I know heat, it. And heat race number two. A couple of good racers. Uh, first place went to Andrew Blackwood. Second went to Andy Blackwood. Brothers, father and son. Father and son. Well, yeah, couldn't. Yeah. Fa- father two runs. Andrews. Father, father runs second to Andrew, who run first. Uh, third went to Timbo Magnum. And uh, heat race number three. First place went to Patrick Lyon. Second went to Johnny Westmoreland. Third went to Bailey Lofton. In heat race number four, first place went to Brandon White. Second went to Andrew Baker. Third went to Damian Crump. Heat race number... That was heat race number four. Heat race number five, first place was Jonathan Henson. Second was Cade Langley. And third was Caleb McLaughlin. Also, they had the Lightning Lake models up there. First place went to a local driver up there, Brandon Dockery. Second went to Timbo Magnum. Third went to Mike Clark. Okay, tonight up there, they're going to start off with a last chance qualifier. So uh, that means top three or four cars that get sent this uh, last chance qualifier can move on to the big main event. But if not, they have a non-qualifiers race up there. So that means if you did, you know, one of the top 50 cars, if you if you don't qualify up there pretty close and get into this race, you can strike there and get, get make you some money by winning this non-qualifier race. That's, it's sort of like what they used to call, in, in my day, Constellation Race. Yeah, 
constellation. But you don't. It doesn't get you in the main event, but it gets you home with a little gas money. It gets you home with a little gas. Money. Also right. on hand is Lightning Lake Malls again. Going to show back up. Thunder Bombers, eight hundred dollars win. Front wheel drive, five hundred dollars win. Pure stock, five hundred dollars win. Stands are twenty dollars. Gates are going to open today at three p.m. Pits is thirty-five dollars, and the pit gates open at twelve today. Okay, like I said, we have no racing at Cherokee Speedway. So, uh, I think Cherokee Speedway is going to be off this weekend and going to be off next weekend because next weekend we got Travers Rest Speedway. They're going to have the big Robert Bradley V8 Nationals over there. That is September the 24th and 25th, which is a Friday and Saturday. Okay. Also on the card for the Travers Rest Speedway is Rookies going to pay $1,000, Extreme $4,000, Pure Stock $1,200, Thunder Bomber Futures $500, Thunder Bombers $1,500. And going to bring in the Renegade Street Stock again, $1,500. So you know Wally's going to move up, probably move over to there. Uh, 602 Late Malls $1,200 and Crate Sportsman $1,200. Now, will Wally be hauling produce uh, Monday morning with his hauler? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I went by up there at Wally's. He got some pretty 10-wheeler trucks up there. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he told me, he said, if you want to drive one, I'll set you up and let you drive to it. He hauls a lot of his produce down to Atlanta. Flock Farmers Market in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But don't you, you have to have a special class of license to drive one of those big trucks, don't you? It's a farm truck. Oh, okay. Farm truck. I, I misunderstood. I thought you said a truck, eighteen truck, wheeler. Or something. Farm truck. You just keep on going. You go right by. You go right by the way skills. Oh, if they pull you over, you just give them a squash. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're hauling, don't get me wrong. Uh, whenever, I, whenever I was up there, at that's David, good. Whenever I was up there, at David's. Don't get me wrong. We had to practice down in Daytona, and we just had got that brand new eighteen wheeler in that big Chattanooga chew on the side of that thing, and boy, it looked pretty. I looked at David. I said, "Who's going to drive that thing?" David looked at me, and he said, "That thing got a steering wheel, ain't it?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah." He said, "I'll drive it." I said, "Oh no!" <laughs> well, I thought I, I thought I thought this is where you were going. That if you got pulled over, you handed him a pack of chew. That's it. What we know. <laughs> Sitting between the seats of the truck, I sat up there in the front seat with David in that big Kenworth, uh-huh. and between the seats, we had about four boxes of Chattanooga chew <laughs> and about ten hats. Chattanooga <laughs> chew. And whenever we went to through the waist scales, he just started heading them out, and they just kept on going. Keep on going, boys. Keep on. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Okay, Friday at Travers Rest Speedway. That's going to be next Friday. Gates are going to open up at 5 p.m. Drivers meeting at 7 p.m. Hot laps at 7.30. On Saturday, gates are going to open up at 4 p.m. Drivers meeting is going to be at 6 p.m. Hot laps going to start at 6.30. Just a little bit earlier on Saturday since everybody has to work on Friday. Stands are going to be $15 per day or $25 for a two-day pass. Pits is going to be $30 per day. Also, up there at Travers Rest Speedway, let everybody know that coming up, this is going to be October the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Just a little ways away, but just to let you know what's coming, they got the big Thunder Bomber Classic coming up. This is the fifth annual Thunder Bomber Classic. Thunder Bomber's going to pay $10,000 to win. That is a lot of money out there. That is a lot of money for Thunder Bombers. 
Uh, also on the card is going to be Thunder Bomber Futures, $1,500. Pure Stock, $2,000. And Young Guns V8, $500. So, uh, like I said, pretty as it is out there today, uh, going up there to Harry Speedway, uh, like I said, they got some good hot dogs up there at Harry Speedway. Worth the ride just for the hot dog. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. And I know Mr. Wilson's going to have some. Okay. Uh, he's already, I've already, I've had, put it this way, I had breakfast this morning, and I know a guy that said that he was going to go by and pick Mr. Wilson up. Okay. That's so, nice of him. Yes, it is. Well, is Mr. Wilson trying to get to 25T out there still? <sighs> now, you keep bringing him up, so I got to ask. <laughs> I won't be he here calls, to ask that. He calls, he calls me, uh, I bet you, five times a week. Well, persistence pays. Persistent pays. Uh won't know which way we need to go and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong. I mean. When, I'm, he, when he says which way to go, does he mean uh, towards Cherokee County or towards no, North Carolina? Yeah, no. Which division oh, we need I got to get you. in. I uh, mean, that's uh, you either get in the. See, I mean, people don't realize the renegade car that runs at Travers Rest and Harris is totally different from a renegade car it, it runs at Cherokee Speedway. It looks like they'd standardize that, but it, if, it looks, if y'all keep it straight, it's none of my business. It looks like they would, but if I if I, if I commit this car to go renegade racing at Harris or Travers Rest, I mean, that's where that car's got to go. I mean, I can't take I can't take a car to Cherokee Speedway. It looks like it would be advantageous to have a car that you could go to another track with without it. And it'd be legal everywhere. I mean, around here, anywhere. Well, please, anyway. Well, put it this way. You go back to the... You go back to your uh, NASCAR right now. How come you got to have a car for Daytona? How come you got to have a car for your road course? How come you got a car for your short tracks? How come you got to have a different car for your mid-mile and high-speed way? Well, I can, so, see, I, mean, I can see that because, <laughs> I mean, a road course is a whole lot different from Daytona, but but... Just from Harris to Cherokee, it looks like a renegade would be a renegade no matter where you took it. Well, I'll put it this way. We get into where all our cars are going to be the same like that, Perry, and all of a sudden, uh, Cherokee wants more renegade cars over at Cherokee Speedway, and I'm going to pay $1,000, whereas you go to Harris and you're going to run for $600. Guess where all your cars are going to be at? It's a big race. It kind of it it, it kind of helps out the racers, but yet it hurts the promoter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, when it starts raining and they all leave Cherokee on Highway 11 heading to Harris, they they, ain't they gonna, can go. They uh, they not going to work that way. All right, don't get me wrong. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, you. I, I wish they would, but uh, it's not going to happen. Okay. I mean, I've been uh, like I say, got back into racing. Probably it's been 13 years ago with Danny, and uh, ain't too much changed. In it's kind of like a soap opera. They ain't much. You can you can catch, you can come back a year later and catch up in one race. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that it? That's pretty much all our local racing. Like I said, uh, tracks are kind of working together. Uh, like I say, if you uh, go anywhere, you go and go to Harris tonight. Well. Hope a lot of people go up there. It's going to be a nice. Uh, the weather looks great out it there. Does. Right now. I, I just looked at the, the weather and I don't see any rain today. The only thing you have against Harris tonight is you got Bristol tonight. Yeah. I well, mean, I, I, I I got 
Gamecocks in, in Bristol, so I'll be switching between both of them. But, uh, yeah, uh, I kind of know Perry, how Perry, Perry, Perry. Gamecocks are going to come out. About, after about the first five minutes of that football game, I think you're going to be watching <laughs> all of Bristol. It can't be any worse than East Carolina when they gave up 75-yard touchdown on the first play. Let's take a break, come back, talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is Now on FM at 98.3. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Good morning, Deb. How you doing out there? 
yourself? I'm doing very well, and uh, we are just uh, kind of beside ourselves here today with Jeremy Clemens making the playoffs last night. Yes, I was very happy to see that, and of course, this is just his second time in the playoffs, so I'm sure that crew is uh, static this morning. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the last two years, guys, didn't he just miss it by one point, or not one position, not one point, but one position, and uh, so he's he's been close the last couple of years. I, I think, when did he win that race at Road America? That must have been about 2017 or 18? Yes, I was looking at the stats this morning, and I believe it was 2017. I do, too. Well, he's, mm-hmm. he's been close, and we're just, we couldn't be happier for him. And we went over to the reset point standings and everything. And, you know, with a little bit of luck, he could jump up to about seventh because they're all so closely packed right now. Oh, that's exactly correct. You know, I think the championship run for this Xfinity series is just going to be extraordinary this year. And, of course, that was exemplified by the race last night. You know, that was a classic short track Bristol race that I'm sure people will be talking about for years. It reminded me of the Dale Earnhardt Terry Labonte finish and exactly. when I put on my yeah, when I put on my Twitter account last night and asked how many people that that finish reminded them of the Terry Labonte Dale Earnhardt finish and one person came back and said it reminded him of the Kyle Petty Davy Allison finish. Right. And um, I said, you know, that was interesting too. Of course, I didn't think of that with it being at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But I naturally thought of the Dale Earnhardt Terry Labonte finish because of it being at Bristol. Well, it was an exciting race. And uh, as a matter of fact, all the races, I, I, it's been so long ago now, I watched all of the ARCA and the truck race. I, for some reason, I, I've got the results here. I don't remember much about the ARCA, but the truck race was a good one, too, and a, a sort of a surprise and um, some heartbreak there And who made the playoffs uh, with the trucks. That's very true, and, of course, in the ARCA race, it was the Ty Gibbs right. show. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, he, he led every lap of that 200-lap race, but then, of course, it was another Joe Gibbs racing teammate, Sam Smith that won the ARCA East uh, Series Championship that night, which is the reason the two drivers did the nose-to-nose burnout. But in the truck race, you know, by uh, that surprise winner was Chandler Smith. That put him in the playoffs and caused Todd Gilliland to miss the playoffs by two points. So Todd was just heartbroken, and, you know, that was the way he described it. He just didn't know what to say. He said, I'm just heartbroken. Yeah. And, of course, Austin Hill, that wreck that he became involved in and he said you know he was gonna cut down and try to just kind of spook that driver to get him to back off a little bit and slow down and he misjudged and he calls that wreck himself nobody calls that one yeah and he uh uh, he he owned it. I mean, he said he did it, but uh, yeah, he was, uh, and it happened so late. I mean, right there, I, oh, yeah. I, among the one of the last, if not the last, restart. So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, of course, Allen's over here. He's concerned about the the well being of the track worker that busted his butt going to clean up the gas. <laughs> He said he's fine. He just hurt his pride, but he's fine. <laughs> well, I tell you what, my wife. L- Nobody loves to see somebody fall down more than she does. And she howled. She's probably still laughing. So uh, that was uh, that? my wife. She oh. just she just always re- revels in somebody else falling down. And, it, you know, doesn't matter if they're 
Doesn't matter the circumstances or the age well, or anything. Hey, if it, she'd been there laughing when I fell and broke my wrist, I might have gotten it and slapped her butt. So. Well, <laughs> I, I, I've been known to take a tumble, and I don't like it either. But anyway, uh, well, you heard. Well, I don't the... mind if I don't get break something. You know, I'm goodness knows I've taken enough tumbles and off of horses and ponies and sport sporting events. But uh, you know, that fall, that hard hit that he had last night when he slipped on that gasoline. Reminded me of that hard hit that I took in 2000, August of 2019 when mm. I broke my left wrist. Oh, well, I, I just know the older I get, the the west the less well I get at falling. Oh, really? Yeah, you see, you know, you'd fall, bounce right back up. Now I fall and I start taking inventory. <laughs> what the, does this hurt? Does that hurt? <laughs> Don't really care who saw me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we're going to have one more tonight up there, Deb. It's going to be a, probably, I, I hope it's as good as the last two uh, NASCAR races. And, uh, of course, uh, somebody's going to go home after this one, right? Uh, four of them will go home after this. Well, one. I don't mean home exactly, but you know, out of the playoffs. Well, four of them will be out of the playoffs. Right. They'll yeah. they'll be uh, because it will go from sixteen to twelve. They'll go to the round of twelve, and of course, right now the four. You know, Michael McDowell is in a situation. He's in the sixteenth position, so he has to win. That's right. the only way he can get in. Of course, uh, Kurt Busch's early exit after just forty laps at Richmond last week has put him in a precarious position because he is um, 12th, and you've got Alex Bowman 13th with the same points. But then the and 14th and 15th, of course, that's uh, Tyler Reddick and William Byron in those two positions. So, you know, those are the four drivers, Alex Bowman, William Byron, Tyler Reddick, and Michael McDowell, that will be def- definitely pushing some buttons this tonight well let me back up just a minute because we were talking off the air a while ago about the the next round of the xfinity races mm-hmm. how many will be sent home after next week well not none well, after next week well, after, be after the, three races after three races yeah yeah uh, yeah let's see um i got 12 we can't make the math work <laughs> because there's there's 12 guys and there's six races and then the seventh race will be Phoenix, the playoff race, and we were trying to figure out how to do it to get four left over for Phoenix, unless they don't, unless they don't go to four. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to think because the trucks eliminated two. Right. Well, we and were let, they were. They started out with a field of ten. Right. So let's see. The Xfinity has twelve. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out the races. They've yeah. got Vegas and... Talladega and the Roval. Tegadala and the Roval. And then they've got Kansas, Texas, and Martinsville. Right? Uh, I'm not looking at the schedule now. You're much much smarter than I am. I don't... I don't know. I know they right. end at Phoenix. But I tell you what, let's let's uh, let's figure that out next week. I won't be. Yeah, I won't be here. I was going to say they yeah. just start their playoffs at Vegas, so it'll be a a few races before we know who's going to be eliminated from the Xfinity because they're just now starting their playoffs at Vegas. Okay, so I, you know, let's don't take up time with dead air trying to do some math. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't have my stats in front of me, I, and I didn't think to print it out. I thought it would be easy to figure, but I did hear that uh, if two guys are tied, 
with you know it goes by the tiebreaker is their best finish during that uh segment of races like like during the the, the first round so well, i guess that's why kurt bush has a little edge over alex bowman because they both have nine uh they both have 2053 points yeah yeah and um you know they got look at the tiebreaker and uh of course the reason that Austin Cendrick is seated first in the Xfinity playoffs and Almondinger is second, even though Almondinger won the regular season championship, is because Austin Cendrick had more wins in the regular season than Almondinger did. Yeah. So that's the reason he's finished. But yes, the tiebreaker, they go to the most second places, third places, and all if you don't have any wins. So that's how they determine that. And, that, yeah, you would be correct as far as why Kurt Busch is, is currently in the 12th position. Right. And Alex Bowman's in 13th. Well, I, we'll, we'll figure it out because I'm real. You know, I wasn't too keen on this playoff stuff, but I guess you just, it's the way it's going to be. So if you're going to watch racing, you might as well get into it. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm warming up to it, especially that Jeremy made the cut. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be a, an interesting race tonight, and the, the dirt's gone. They showed it all piled up over there behind the grandstand, so uh, so they can put it back in the spring, I guess. But the uh, uh, it's going to be exciting. I, I, I hope that uh, I just hope it's as exciting as the, the races have been so far up there. Uh, I'm sure it will be, but you know, talking about you weren't happy about the playoff system to begin with. To begin as with. a person who had to cover the seasons when. The champion was decided maybe at Charlotte, and you still had four or five races to go in the season. I uh, definitely was at, to the point that uh, it was more exciting to write about with the playoff system. I can absolutely understand that, and I, that's, uh, that's an angle I hadn't thought of. Well, is um, it seems like uh, seems like there, there was some news this week, and I can't put my finger on it. Uh, what's going on well, uh, on the grapevine up there? Well, Sheldon Creed is going to drive a full-time Xfinity Series car for Richard Childress Racing next year. Okay. And then just a couple of days ago, it was announced that Mike Wheeler, who has been Bubba Wallace's crew chief, is moving up to become the competition director at 2311. And Booty Barker starts tonight as Bubba Wallace's crew chief. Okay. Um, And will be Bubba's crew chief the rest of the year. Okay. The... uh the thing that I was thinking about, uh, it just seems like there was a, seems like there's something I'm missing in Cup. I, I don't, I don't know if it was a fine or what. I did. I should write some of this stuff down because no, I'm not smart enough to remember it. <laughs> there, there wasn't any fines out of Richmond because I double checked that the other day. Okay, all right. Uh, there, there wasn't any of that out of Richmond, but uh, um, I'm trying to think what you might have been thinking I about. I don't know. Well, was were there any recriminations from the? Water bottle throw last night? No. We didn't have a helmet thrown that I saw. Listen, pardon? I I, I didn't see a helmet thrown last night, but we did see a water bottle. Yeah, a lot of us were laughing on the way out last night about the time that Rusty Wallace threw the water bottle at Earnhardt. Uh, Mark Garrow actually has that on tape, and it's so funny because we're all standing there talking to Earnhardt after the race. And, of course, when Rusty gets excited, Rusty's voice gets very high-pitched. 
And all of a sudden, on Mark Garrow's tape, you hear this very high voice of Rusty, and then you hear a thunk as the water bottle hit Earnhardt's car. <laughs> and, of course, we all just turned, and Earnhardt turned and just kind of looked at Rusty like, what the heck's the matter with you? <laughs> um, you know, and then we went right back to the interview, and Rusty kept walking. But uh, I'm sure that Wayne Alton will have a meeting with that young man in Vegas because I was told earlier today that they were angry that he wouldn't get in the ambulance and he was holding up the cleanup mm-hmm. because he wanted to throw that water bottle. Yeah, And NASCAR was not happy that he was causing the cleanup to take longer and they actually instructed one of their officials to get out of the chase truck and make him go get in that ambulance. Yeah, and they had to take the winner to the checkup center there after uh, yeah. after the, X- the well, Xfinity race because he hit pretty hard. That was a hard. very hard hit. Yeah, well, he yeah, got it almost is. right in the door. Yeah, and he said it hurt. Yeah. He, he said it hurt, but, uh, you know, at least he went to the infield care center and we got to talk to him afterwards and it wasn't like the all-star race in 92 when Davy Allison didn't even get to enjoy victory lane. He was helicoptered out that night to the Carolina's medical center in Charlotte. I'll tell you one thing that, uh, now you're a whole lot smarter than me, Deb. I'll admit it. You didn't catch last week. Alan caught it about Wednesday or Thursday that we didn't we didn't make need to make our picks on the air last Saturday because we could have done it today. I don't know what I, was, I don't know what I was yeah, thinking I know. about. I didn't understand that, and but, I thought, well, but you spoke up maybe. last time. I did that. <laughs> well, I figured you had your reason, so I no, I've question, got a reason. But... <laughs> I've got a reason. I didn't have it figured out right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Deb, yeah, should... I thought of that. But anyway, I thought, well, why? Why is he having to pick so early? The race is hey, Saturday night. You've never been one to not speak up. So when you <laughs> when I do it, just say something. <laughs> well, Deb, okay, last, I will. Deb, last night in the Xfinity race, we seen uh, two cars get caught because of the speed and the way the timelines are in the turns. Do you think uh, we'll see any more of that tonight? As far as our NASCAR Winston Cup? Yeah, I do. I do, because they they try to make the time up, and it's hard to judge. And, of course, the only time those curves, uh, the timing lines are an issue in the curves in uh, turns three and four is under a caution, yep. because caution is the only time you have to enter on the backstretch pit entrance and, and come around that way. So, you know, I'm sure that you will see that, and i would probably guess it'll be someone in the top 16 because of the stress that they're all under to make the playoffs. Because if you, uh, round of yeah. 12 in the playoffs. But I'll be, so, let's put it this way, I'll be extremely surprised if we don't have some speeding on pit road penalties tonight. Because yeah. if you cut that, if you cut that corner real tight, you you probably knocking 25 or 30 foot off your timeline if you go wide in that corner. Do you think NASCAR could put a white line out there or something like that and say, hey, you get below this white line, you need to adjust your tack or whatever? It's not that wide. It wouldn't make, I mean, it's not wide enough to even come out with a ruling like that. I mean, let's face it, we've got way too many rules in this sport right now. That's That's the the last thing we need is another rule. No, a lot of lines on the track. Uh, While we got you here, Alan? Read us off the points for our 
standings. Do you have them there handy? Uh, not really. Well, I thought you were the, I thought you were the official scorekeeper. I, I don't know the, the total points. I know who's leading. Well, who? Me. And you got well, three. I can tell you this. Three? The only three that are guaranteed to advance are Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., and uh, Kyle Larson. And everybody else is either a win or a point scenario. Well, um, Henry could lose two cars tonight if uh, yes. if uh, Byron and Alex Bowman don't make it. So, uh, Correct. I'm, I'm sure they're sort of... Which I think he was talking about us, Deb, you know, between our picks and stuff like that. And I think oh. we're going to get down to starting to eliminate some of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, with, uh, with uh, Ronnie having three, and that's in first place, we, we're going to get pretty far down the line before you're mathematically eliminated. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy doing that. And uh, we've, uh, I'm not going to be here next week, Deb, but we're going to do a show anyway. So Ronnie will be calling you. He called you today because um, uh, he hadn't pushed the buttons back here in so long. Um, I needed a refresh. Yeah. He, so I've been calling well, him Rusty. Understandable. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have a show as usual next week. And uh, we all miss Greg. Hope he can get back pretty soon. And we uh, uh, sort of, Miss him a lot, and hopefully we can come up with some guests because he's a he's a blockbuster at getting those people to talk to. Yes, he is, and I wish him well and hope his health improves soon. It's I tell you, it's terrible when you're dealing with health issues. Yeah, and you know, I had uh, Mark Garrow, as many of you know, who's one of the anchors on the broadcast with Doug Rice. First thing Mark said to me last night, he came over in the media center and sat down and explained to me his battle with COVID oh, earlier this year. Mm. And he said he had lost uh, the pastor at his church to COVID past. But Mark Garrow said that for two weeks, he just didn't know anything. He was running a fever of 103 to 104 every day. Oh, my goodness. Was he vaccinated? Or no. do you know? Well, no, he was not vaccinated. I would urge he, people um, to get vaccinated. Well, the reason he was not is he was waiting for his time frame to come up uh, when he said he could get vaccinated. But anyway, he was not vaccinated. Yeah. And uh, But he has since. Once you have COVID, you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can get vaccinated. 90 days. And he has, yeah, and he has waited that amount of time and has now been vaccinated. Okay. Deb, we're going to let you go. We're running up against the clock here. And uh, have fun up there. Uh, I know you do a great job, and we'll uh, we'll read what you write about it. And you uh, take care. Thank you, you too. It's always a pleasure. And get well, Greg. <laughs> okay, thank you, Deb. That's Deb Williams, and she's uh, what is she? She's the smartest woman I know. Okay, why don't you uh, just take us to the break? Okay, I can't see the clock. Okay, we got about forty-five seconds oh, left. Okay. So if you got anything else you need to add, no. Um, I, I, we. Uh, Covered Bristol pretty well. I, I'm looking forward to tonight. It's going to be. I have my own health problems. You see that hand? I had a got poison ivy Ooh. turning on my sprinklers for my new lawn that I'm going to buy a electric lawnmower to cut today. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to be getting my exercise doing that. So uh, you uh, you take it, Carl. I can't see. Okay. Well, we're glad everybody's been here for the first hour. We've got a great guest coming up on the second hour. Paul Dallenbach. and. Uh, He's the Pikes Peak guy. He's won his class at Pikes Peak. All right, we'll be back right after this.
The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is all that can hold us back. LNFM at 98.3 is now. 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 A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498 3FM. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster in Jenny Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take that first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM is your home for Spartanburg Vikings football. Listen to Vikings football each Friday presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your local ring specialist right here. 
on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM and on the Fox Sports 1400 app. Wedding takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Capazzi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Capazzi Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Capazzi Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glass Mart, helping your team win. Do you want a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PF Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel, 11 to 16. Jonesville Lockhart Highway and Union, worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And it is a pleasure to bring back one of my favorite interviews for the past couple of years, Mr. Paul Dallenbach. I guess you're out there in Colorado. And good morning, Paul. Good morning. Yes, I'm back here in Colorado. And uh, best time of the year here, the fall, where it's it's 80 degrees uh, in the day and touching the 30s at night. <laughs> oh, man. It's getting chilly. So uh, yeah. that sounds. Uh, well, you're used to hills, if anybody is. So I guess uh, you're uh, <laughs> you're right at home. And I know uh, uh, Colorado has been synonymous with the uh, Dallenbach name, as far as I know, for for yeah. years. It used to be New Jersey, I guess, when I was first started watching Indy racing yep. and following it. But uh, it's great to have you come on. I, I tell you, Paul. Uh, Thank you. If you want some excitement, yeah. Uh, the other night I watched him. Now they shortened the race this year. Uh, a, yeah. a few miles, I guess. What was it? Because of fog, or what was that the reason? What? No. What happened? Well, we hit fog, but it was uh, we. It was a stormy week all week, um, and it, it's it's unfortunately the race in June. It's kind of a rainy season, and which means snow up there. But um, we uh, had a huge storm come in the night before, and there was about an inch of ice. Um, in the last two miles, and they said there was no way they were going to to be able to get it melted in time to get the race in. So they made the call uh, at the drivers' meeting to to shorten it by two miles, which you know was disappointing. But I'm glad they did that, and they didn't try to you know push push the race you know later into the day because that's when the weather moves in. Well, so, I had um, a, it wasn't too bad. We got most of the race in. I, I had a senior moment, and I was thinking 
that they ran that race around Labor Day for some reason. Of course, we're talking about the world-famous Pikes Peak Hill Climb. And uh, and we had your brother on, Wally, and I mentioned that. And I said, well, we've got to get Paul here because I know it's getting ready to run Pikes Peak. And he said, excuse me, it was about two months ago. So uh, (laughs) Yeah, what what happened was in 2020, they delayed it two months because of the COVID situation, and we ran without fans. So it's normally the last week in June is what they try to do it. Um, it used to be the 4th of July, um, but that was too busy of a week for the mountain for tourists. So, mm. they, you know, they, they pushed it off the 4th of July, and it's the last weekend in June. So we went back to normal this year. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, and next year will be the same thing. It'll be the 26th of, uh, or whatever the last weekend is. I think it's yeah. the 26th. 26th of June. Yeah, that's pretty close to the 4th of July, but what I was getting ready to say a few minutes ago was, if you want some excitement in your life, watch him take that 7 mile run, or there's lots of them on there from Paul. When I googled it, it was the first clip that you could clip on, and uh, when I I, I googled Pikes Peak 2021, and I mean, I'm just, I'm amazed Paul, how the, the, the fans are so close, and if you make it past all of them without a problem, you know, you've got these enormous drop-offs up towards the top with no guardrail, and then the then the snow starts appearing. I mean, it's just the most amazing race I've ever heard of or seen. Yeah, it's it's very unpredictable. Um, and this year, you know, it qualified. I'll just give you a little overview of, of how the, the race works. Okay. They, they qualify during the day. Each practice session, uh, they break the, the road into, into thirds, so... Um, there's three groups practicing each day. Whenever you practice on the bottom, you qual- that's your qualifying run. I qualified first this year because um, the unlimited class got a little bit of rain, so I ended up qualifying first, which normally would be great. Um, but this year, the first two cars, which was, was myself and uh, um, Cody Vashultz, the two cars in my class, we hit a fog bank at the last mile and a half, and I could not see, you know, literally 10 feet in front of me. I knew where the road was, but you don't know what's in, on the road. You really? Know, the that's <laughs> it's on. hard enough under you perfect conditions. You don't know if there's a fan in the road or a <laughs> rock or whatever. So a little bit of caution. It did cost me the second place overall, which Roman Dumas kind of got me because he got, had the clear run. And uh, he beat me by about four seconds uh, for the overall. Um, but we, our whole goal going up there is trying to trying to win the class, trying to break the record in our class, which we weren't able to do this year, based on us not running at the top. Right. But we were on track to be about twenty five seconds under the record this year. So, of course, that's going to bring me back next year. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, it, and next year is the big race. It's the hundredth running oh, of wow. Pikes Peak Hill Climb, so it'll be a big one. Well, you know, I'm looking at the results here, and uh, I should mention you did win your class, the open wheel class, and we're third overall. And just doing some quick math, it looks like maybe what forty, uh, about forty five seconds out of the overall yeah, win. The, yeah, the first the car that won overall. I mean, I can't beat it. It's an unlimited car. We're, we weigh about um, six hundred pounds more. Um, and that's a lower center gravity. It's basically a Formula One car. I mean, it's it's such a a quick quick car. Um, we knew we couldn't beat that for the overall unless he had some mechanical issues. And I mean, the the problem that we have it's not really a problem, but we're running an old dirt car that we've converted, you know, to a pavement car. And 
if we were to start over on paper, our car would be a be a lot lighter, and that's the key up there is having a light car, um, you know, to for the acceleration. But um, we we work with what we have, and uh, you know, it's still a fast car, and we've always finished. You know, we always seem to finish in the top five overall as it is, and sometimes, you know, if the cards cards fall where they lay, you know, we we can win. You know, we can win overall. So. Um, next year, there's going to be a whole bunch of cars coming because of the 100th. Yeah. There's actually going to even be J.R. Hillebrand is coming up with an IndyCar. Um, so he'll be in my class, a current IndyCar. So that'll be a good that'll be a good judge for me. Right. Now, will they do something different to the IndyCar? No. No, they're running it um, as is. Uh, it has the halo on it now, so they can run that or that the windscreen. And uh, they're, they just... You know, I talked to Jr. and he said that he's just going to run basically a high downforce road course package um, on the car. Um, wow. So it'll be interesting because, you know, that's all new technology. My stuff's really old technology. Well, I was going to um, mention that your car, according to what yeah. I'm looking at here, it says it's a 2006. So, I, I mean, obviously, well, you tweak it and improve yeah. it every year. Yeah. The, the actual chassis was built... Um, Probably in the late 80s, and then when we took it over, we rebranded it as a 206 because we did so much to it. So when I bought it and turned it into a, you know, we put the tunnels on and the big wings, and then we put the IndyCar gearbox on and the IndyCar motor in. So that's when, you know, we kind of rebranded it as a 2006. So it's actually a little older than that, but um, it's, I tell you what, it's just so much fun to drive. It's, it's fast. And going into this race this year, we were in the testing session. We were we were really slow. Um, and going into race week, we, we made a tire compound change. We did some spring changes, and then the car came alive, and and uh, we were able to to do what we did. And and um, it was it was fun. Cody Vasholt, who was my the guy that ran um, second place to me, uh, he his father beat me last year in the same car. And he was giving me fits in practice. We were huh. within a second of each other, but I kind of pulled him on the race day with my, I think my experience got him uh, on race day. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to beat him by 10 seconds. So that well, was good. I, I, I'm looking here. At, I've got the, the finishing all 55 cars. And what's interesting is the 12th place finisher, and I'll probably butcher this name, uh, Thomas Boilo, it looks like, um, yeah. had a 67 Camaro. Yeah, and that's... And, and he was 13 seconds behind you, so it must be pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, it's a, um, you know, it's a, that thing has a 1,000 horsepower. Actually, wow. I think it has more than that. It's a twin-turbo V8. Um, the only thing that's a 67 in that is the body. <laughs> that's a full-blown race car on it. And Tommy Boilo, um, his father's part owner of the uh, of the Pikes Peak International Raceway. So... Um, you know, he's got a lot of time in the cars and a uh, quick, quick, uh, quick driver. But yeah, that's the great thing about this race is you get so many different cars and they, the times are relatively close. They are. And I'm looking look at on that. paper and you're like, you go, there's no way that thing can go that fast. And, and it does. And it's really cool seeing us racing against factory Porsches that, you know, have a, a ton of money dumped into them. And then you have the grassroots guys. Like us, I mean, we don't spend a lot of money doing this race. 
<clears throat> but we, excuse me, we don't spend a lot of money doing this race, but my guys, um, they're just so good at building stuff and they build everything in the shop and there's not very many parts we order. <laughs> we pretty much build everything, which makes it hard on race week because if I ever was to go off and crash or do some damage to the car, it's not like we can buy it off the shelf. Yeah, that, and so, I think that's great. I mean, you're, you're building a car. We're building a car and it's, it's, it's all like handmade stuff. And, um, it's, it's really, it, it's what indie used to be, you know, back oh, in, the, yes. in the 50s and yeah. 60s and everybody would show up with their own creation. And that's the, that's, what's great about Pikes Peak. It's still, it's, you can have a grassroots effort and run against factory teams. Yeah. And yeah, you might be in a different class, but you're still on the same track and you're right. still comparing yourself to them. And it, it's, it's really cool. Any electric cars this year? There was only a, a couple of Teslas that were were up there, and uh, yeah, no no big factory electric teams other than that. Um, there's been some diesel pushes up there too. I think I think Wally might be driving a diesel truck for Gail Banks next year. Oh, um, good. He's uh, he wanted me to do it, and I just I'm going to stick with my car, but I pass it on to Wally and. I think they made the connection and and uh, they want to go for the diesel record up there, um, which I think they'll probably be five cars uh, trying to break that diesel record. Do you um, use the car anymore this year, or will you just uh, it sit in a no, garage and you? We, I think tweak we're it done this year with that. I just ran last weekend, and my I have another car that we run the dirt hill climbs with, and uh, <laughs> we did the. Uh, it's called the Temple Canyon Hill Climb with the Colorado Hill Climb Association. And I was able to win by a tenth of a second on that one. Um, crazy how, once again, same thing. Five different cars all within a couple seconds of each other. Totally different builds. And this was a three-minute and 15-second run on dirt. And I was able to squeak out a, a tenth of a second win. Um, we might do one more of those. Uh, there's one in about three weeks. Um, it just depends on on my work schedule. If if it uh, if I end up shooting a car commercial that week, I got to do that. Is dirt more fun, or does it matter? Uh, you know, my background is road racing, so I enjoy that. But I gotta say, the dirt's more fun. Um, <laughs> I thought you would. And it's safer, <laughs> uh, but the dirt is. Is a blast and Pikes Peak when it was dirt, it was just amazing and beautiful. And we have a five five dirt hill climb series here in Colorado, and we do that when we can. And we've won, we've done two of them this year, one them both, and they are uh, they're really more enjoyable. When we were uh, when we had your brother Wally on about a month ago, we uh, I closed it out by you know, like I said earlier, I was off on my timing of when the race was, and I said, yeah. yeah, that was so, uh, and I had to bring it up, so I'm going to have to bring it up again to tell this quick story, I hope, about um, your crash when you're clipping off pine trees yeah. about 20 feet up. And he said, you know, this is now your brother talking, Wally, and we're talking to Paul Dallenbach, by the way. Um, he said, we were walking, he took off, and we were walking away from the finish line, my father and I, which is, of course, Wally Dallenbach Sr., the great indie driver, and um, and... And your father turned to Wally and he said, what is that noise? And uh, 
And Wally said, that's the rev limiter. Something's wrong. And he turned around and he, he said, well, he hadn't gone but a few hundred yards and he went, you know, off through the trees. So that's how I, yeah. that's how I interview ended with, uh, with your brother. <laughs> yeah. It, that was, um, I should have been dead. I know. You, can, <laughs> you, 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 you missed can a great YouTube chance. You see it. And, uh, I just, it, it was just not my time to go. And, uh, you know, throttle stuck wide open. In fact, when they went and picked up the car the next day, you know, because they left it there. Um, it certainly wasn't in the way. The throttle was still <laughs> wide open. Oh, my goodness. It was still stuck wide open. Well, so, Paul, let, let's go uh, back a little ways. And before yeah. you ever did a race like that, uh, especially Pikes Peak, what the devil possessed you to say, I think I want to try that? Well, I tell you, at Pikes Peak, I, I went as a spectator back in the early 80s and was just like, these guys are nuts. This is crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And um, I watched Al Jr. win. I think it was in 82. was my first time up there. And uh, Wally was building a car in 91. And he got a cup ride with Junie Dunlavey. Um and he said, I, he goes, hey, I can't do this. This project is almost done. Do you want to take it over? And I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. And I got up there and fell in love with it and picked it up right away. So I, I thought I, I considered myself always a pretty decent road racer leading up to that. When I started doing hill climbs, I became a good road racer because everything felt slow. Um, once you're growing up Pikes Peak and you're going on these other hill climbs and you have trees whipping by you at that fast, you go on a racetrack where it's more contained with walls and stuff, everything felt slower. Mm. So to me, I always tell people, I said, you know, do some hill climbing, do some rally racing. And I'll tell you what, when you go back to road racing, your game will be a lot better because it just, everything slows down. Um, and I find it easy jumping in the car last minute anywhere and, and it doesn't, it's no problem anymore. Back then it was always like, you know, you're working up to it and all that, but hill climbing and rally racing really scares you enough <laughs> to, uh, to when you go back and do the other stuff, it, it doesn't seem that bad anymore. Well, Paul, uh, I do dirt racing and whenever you said eighties dirt car, uh, I come to think of mind of a single leaf car with coilovers, like a CJ Rayburn mm -hmm. car. Is that what you're driving now or now? No, no. Ours is basically uh, John Wells is a uh, he built these cars that were open wheel cars specific for Pikes Peak. Um, so they're more of a buggy style car, and uh, yes, coilovers, and they're they're. Um, you know they're they're made with a lot of forward bite to go forward. You know, accelerate out of these corners really fast. And what we did was the car was still, um, you know, the, the the geometry on it was still good for for pavement racing. We just needed to clean some stuff up. You know, you know, put some downforce in it, uh, stiffen the springs up a little bit more, put a better gearbox in it. Uh, because you're shifting a lot more. So the cars were a good crossover. They did cross over well. It's not the perfect car to have up there anymore, but we've gotten it pretty good. And um, it's not a circle track car to say it's an old dirt circle track car. It's just a dirt hill climb car. Um, 
is what we transferred it from. Paul, we've already kept you a couple of minutes longer than we usually do because you're such a great interview, but I've got to ask you or tell you that I yeah. saw you, you last year you, you described the commercial you were doing uh, that weekend, I uh-huh. think, or, or soon. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Was it Hummer? But you said you were going across the desert Hummer. or something at night or I, yeah. whatever it was. I saw that commercial. I had to be it, you know, several times during yeah. uh, during the winter. Yep, we did all the Hummer stuff, and I have another 10 days of Hummer coming up. And just real quick, I was just in your neck of the woods about three weeks ago. Oh, really? Shooting, um, I say your neck of the woods. I ended up in um, Robbinsville, um, North Carolina. Close enough. And Yeah, it's close enough. And we were um, shooting Subaru in their new electric car that's coming out um, this winter. And... Uh, I drove the tail of the dragon by mistake. I mean, I, I was trying to get the location, <laughs> and I drove it, and I'm like going, this has got to be the tail of the dragon. I have to do that race. That's a bucket list race, that, bucket list race that I have to do now. And I know they do some all kinds of events there, but I know they have one race where my car would be able to, to go. So I'm going to do that probably in a couple years when I'm done with Pikes Peak. Well, if you um, haul it this far, let us know. Hopefully, we'll yep. still have a show. And even if we don't, you've got my number. <laughs> I want to see it, and I want to meet you, too. Well, I would, I'm well, definitely going to do it, so I'll, I will let you know. Okay. Well, Paul, we kept yep. you over. Uh, it's You're a great interview. I've been looking forward to this ever since uh, Wally told me that I missed it, <laughs> that I missed Pike's speak. <laughs> so I said, well, we got to get him on it as soon as possible. You sound like you're in the next room instead of in Colorado, so... Uh, Appreciate it yeah. so much. Thank you for coming on Start Your Engine. I really appreciate you having me on. I do. And uh, thank you. Okay. That's Paul Dallenbach okay. from out in uh, Colorado. And uh, just a great guy to talk to. Oh, it's a fun guy to talk to. And you don't talk Pikes Peak on many radio shows in Spartanburg. Mm, no. All right. Let's take a break. Come back and uh, roll through the end of the show with some uh, results and point standings. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift jim and the staff at palmetto spirits will get it in your hands palmetto spirits located at the corner of reedville and anderson mill roads 
Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. All right, Rusty, thank you for turning the mic on. <laughs> All right, hit the button and it didn't click. What well, was? <coughs> excuse me, one of them was sticking anyway, and I'm sorry. I should have coughed before you turned the mic. You should on. have. Well, I'm sorry. It snuck up on me as it usually does. All right, let's do some results, and then we'll take our last break in a few minutes. Um, so, uh, for some reason, I did not print out the cup results from last week, but um, and I don't know why, so I don't have it, but uh, I don't even remember who won. Who won last week? Truex. Truex won. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the, the standings... Uh, our, um, Kyle Larson is first with five wins. Denny Hamlin is second. He's uh, won once to get in. Truex moved up to third in the standings. Joey Logano is fourth. Ryan Blaney is fifth. Kevin, Hend- uh, Kevin Harvick is sixth. Chase Elliott seventh. Christopher Bell eighth. Brad Keselowski ninth. Kyle Busch tenth. Eric Almarola is eleventh. And then here's where we have a tie at the cutoff, which makes it more interesting. Kurt Busch has a uh, is 12th tied with Alex Bowman, 98 points out of the lead. But the tiebreaker is how you have done uh, your best finish within the uh, within that uh, that round of racing. Tyler Reddick is um, 14th, and he's going he's going to have to do a lot. He's 103 points out. Uh, William Byron is 15th. He's 116 points out. And Michael McDowell, who has been in from the start when he won the Daytona 500, is 136 points behind. And I really don't see him. Making it, he has to win at Bristol. Um, the lineup today at uh, tonight at Bristol. Truex is on the pole. Denny Hamlin is second. Joey Logano is third. Chase Elliott fourth. Christopher, I'm sorry, Kyle Larson fifth. Christopher Bell sixth. Ryan Blaney seventh. Kevin Harvick eighth. Kyle Busch ninth. Keslowski is tenth. Bowman and Eric Almarola in row six, and Tyler Reddick and William Byron in row seven. So those are and Kurt Busch. Um, so the 
all of those guys that I named off there are in the playoffs. So uh, that's your uh, – and Michael McDowell. So that's your 16 drivers, and they're going to go eliminate four of those tonight. Uh, we did have some racing this weekend uh, earlier at at uh, Bristol, which uh, Deb touched on a little bit. The ARCA race was a – I remember it a little bit better now before the truck race on Thursday night, and that was a crushing bore with uh, – Tyler Gibbs leading, I think, every lap or close to it. Corey Heim was second. Thad Moffat third. Nick Sanchez fourth. And uh, they're getting down to the end of their uh, season like everybody else is. I'm not sure how many races. They've only got a couple of races left. Hey, do you think Tyler is that good a driver or his equipment that much better? That, I'd say his equipment's that much better. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Would, it's Gibbs against uh, Venturini. Yeah. Yes, oh. yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, he's only, what, like 16 or 17 uh, yeah. years old, and he's racing people that have been racing since before he was born. Right. And and they... Uh, well, that, that's why I ask, because, you know, he may be a, a budding star, he is. but we don't know yet. Well, his... I mean, age doesn't mean you're any good. I mean, you could be over the hill, but he's certainly... Uh, there's more experienced people out there. I, I, I would have to say got, it's the car. Got a little argument this week over uh, Kyle Larson. I said, what about Kyle Larson when he was driving for Chip Canessi? He was he was way under the radar. Right. Now, all of a sudden, he goes up to Hendricks, and now he's... Bam, uh, bam, bam. Young money. They call him young money, but you got to look at it. Sometimes these drivers, he kept his name going by running sprint cars and running dirt cars, winning in them divisions. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of these other drivers is on the outside looking in. Sometimes you got to go race other divisions to keep your name in the hat. Well, it's just like Paul was talking about that he he got better on the road courses by running hill climbs. That's it. Uh, you said you had a correction to make. I got a correction to make. This is a picture I just got in it. Uh, this was in a man's shop. It's four fifty one a.m. with no motor in the car. And it says uh, he actually won the race. Now, where are we talking about? We talked about Harris last night. Okay. And we were talking about the Renegade Crate Sportsman Division. I announced Wally Fowler won. Uh, he did I, cl- cross the line first. He did cross the line first. But like I said, after that crossing line, that money gets thrown out. And uh, when you start throwing out money, they have to start. And at 4.51 a.m., Josh Burgess was declared the winner of that race. Wally was thrown out because of heads were wrong. Oh, man. So, well, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, Danny kind of put it to me. He said, Pops. I said, yeah, Danny. He said, uh, I don't want to get out there and race my tail off and win the race knowing that whenever I hit pit road, somebody might put up some money and take that race away from me. So, uh, Well, they can't I, take it away if you're not illegal. That's exactly what he's trying to put across to me. He said, you, you, you don't do something that I don't know. <laughs> but you still got to sit there and watch him tear it down to find out you didn't do anything. Well, uh, can, can any of that be something inadvertent? Uh, sometimes, or is it usually uh, on purpose? Yeah, sometimes uh, when you talk about heads and stuff like See, the, the the only thing I don't like about this dirt protesting is... I put up three hard R's, and I call out two things. Like, I'm on, I won't pull camshaft and heads. Okay, we pop the hood off, and he takes the breather off, and he might have a big carburetor on that thing. Well, guess what? You, you don't didn't get, say it. I didn't say it, so he's still he's still good. All I'm going to get to look at is camshaft and heads. Then next week, he can come with the right carburetor on it. 
because I know he's got one wrong. Because <laughs> right. Put and this, then do the put the, it this way: I took my carburetor to a man at seventy miles away, and I wanted him to fix the carburetor for me. And whenever I finally got to this man, a little block building behind the man's house, and I walked in, I handed him that carburetor, and here was some carburetors sitting on a desk. And on the tag, you know how you got the old brown tags that's got the wire? Right. And in the hole, I looked at one of them there, and guess what it said? Wally Fowler. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I started to tell him, do you want me to take it back to Wally for you? <laughs> I'm from Spartanburg. <laughs> but no, we don't do that. You kind of... I kind of looked at that car burger, and if I've seen something wrong with it, you put that ace up your sleeve right well, there. Well, you might have, you might have wound up in your shop with it spread on the table or something. Well, uh, all right, but we won't we won't say you wouldn't have done that. Uh, Arca. <laughs> next, <laughs> Arca, meanwhile, back at the race. Well, Arca next runs on October the second in Salem, Indiana, the famous High Banks of Salem, and it will be the Fall Classic, and that may be their next to last race. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Um, how are we looking there, Ronnie? Oh, we're fine. Okay. Let's go to, uh, well, the truck race was also Thursday night, and it was the, uh, uh, that's not it. Uh, where is it? Well, I guess this is it. Yeah, yeah, Thursday night. This is the truck race. It was the uh, the Uno 200 presented by Ohio Logistics. And it was won by Chandler Smith. Grant Enfinger was second. John Hunter Nemechek was third. Of course, uh, Smith was one of the Smith brothers. That I don't think they're brothers. That was on the real close to not making the cut. Well, he won the race, so he is moving on. Um, Stuart Friesen, who I really liked him. They interviewed him after the race. He sounds a nice guy. He's the Canadian. Was fourth. Johnny Souter fifth. Carson Hostsavar was sixth. Seventh, Matt Crafton. Eighth was Zane Smith, the other Smith. So they're mm-hmm. both in there. Um, ben Rhodes was ninth. And Todd Gilliland was tenth with uh, the, uh, get to the point standings here, a real heartbreaker for the two guys that didn't make it, especially as Deb was discussing Austin Hill because he was solidly in there. He pulled a move like after the last caution flag. And, they, you know, they always have a lot of them at the end, especially at Bristol. And um, it was ill-advised. He tore his truck all to pieces when I think, let's see how many laps. Um, I mean, he, he, he had it in the bag. That was a 200-lap race. And Austin Hill crashed with 12 laps to go. Wow. So um, cost him his, um, cost him the playoffs. He was very distraught. And Todd Gilliland didn't make it either, and he was very... Uh, Sad. I mean, he just didn't make it. He got outrun, and uh, they will have to try again next year. Let's go to Indy, where the Indy race last week at um, Portland, I thought, was probably the worst race of the year. They had a big screw-up at the very beginning because they come down the long straightaway and they have one of these kind of chicanes and everything, and no way they can make it. And a bunch of them had to go straight, and, and they've got road barriers there where you have to weave around them, so you can't, you have to slow down a lot to get back on the course. But um, Alex Polo won it, and um, Alexander Rossi was second, Scott Dixon third, Jack Harvey fourth, who's out of a ride next year, Joseph Newgarten was fifth, Felix Rosenquist, sixth. Marcus Erickson and the Husky Chocolate Car was seventh. <laughs> uh, I believe I like that. Car. I know, we do. That's why I always look at you when I say it. Colton Herta was eighth. 
Scott McLaughlin ninth and Graham Ray Hall tenth. It was interesting, I thought, because I'll get to Formula One in a minute. Where uh, you know we we did discuss that last week, Formula One, because of the wreck mm-hmm. it was going on during the show Sunday morning, and uh, McLaren won it. If McLaren had won the IndyCar race and Patricio O'Ward, who was right there in the standings um, and led 28 laps, if they had won the IndyCar race, it would have been the first time since 1971 that McLaren won Formula One and Indy in the same day. Wow. So, uh, of course. Close, but no cigar. Of course, the, the IndyCars today are, I mean, they're all Delara chassis. They've either got a Toyota or a Chevrolet engine, so. I think McLaren's probably just the name because everything else has to be. But the IndyCar, the Formula One <laughs> McLaren is a full-blown McLaren. Here's your point standings. With uh, They've only got like two races to go as well. Alex Palou is uh, first. Patricio O'Ward is second. Joseph Newgarten third. By the way, uh, Palou has a 25-point lead, 34 over Newgarten. Scott Dixon is fourth. Marcus Erickson fifth. Um... Colton Herita, 6th, Graham Rahal, 7th, Will Power, 8th, Simon Pagetto, ninth, and Alexander Rossi, 10th. And from the way they were talking, I don't know if you caught it, Alan, or watched much of that race. I, I kind of got disinterested because it wasn't that close. But uh, I think Pagetto is going to be shopping for a ride. I, the announcer was, of course, have inside dope, and they were they were talking like he's not coming back to Penske. Penske's not, he was a... He was a hot product a couple of years ago when he won the 500, but he's evidently he's fallen out of grace with the captain. They next race um, tomorrow at Laguna Seca, the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. That will be at 3 o'clock on NBC. And, uh, of course, that's probably their signature road race. Long Beach has been on the, on the uh, schedule a long time going by uh, – well, he used to race by the Queen Mary. Let's go ahead and take a break and uh, come back and wrap up the show with a few more results and a little chit-chat. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle the Nissan Rogue, $299 a month. New Nissan Versa, $269 a month. Lease them up in a Nissan Kicks, $239 a month. Roomy Nissan Sentra, $199 a month. And Nissan Murano, $199 a month. Plus, 0% financing is available. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Business owners have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, in Inman. 
River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. It's a beautiful day for the beach. Or an afternoon hike. Or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Welcome back for the final segment of Start Your Engine and let's uh, get through some more results and standings. Formula One, well, that was actually last Saturday, Sunday and we talked about it on the show as it right. was happening. And they had the big crash with uh, Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. I uh, did not hear of any repercussions of that, although I think they did pin it on... Now, I'm not going to say I think they pinned it on Hamilton, but it didn't make much difference uh, as far as uh, any penalties that I'm aware of. Uh, they might have uh, docked him some seconds or minutes or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, I don't. we did the results last week. But Max Verstappen is the point leader, and he's only got a five-point lead over Lewis Hamilton. And uh, so it's that, still that, anybody's it race. Is, yeah, and it's only between those two because Valtteri Bottas is 86 points back in third. Lando Norris is fourth. Sergio Perez is fifth. Charles Leclerc is sixth. Carlos Sainz is seventh. Daniel Ricciardo, which won um, won a race a couple of weeks ago, was uh, eighth. He won it last week. He was the guy that won last week, wasn't he? I think. I don't remember. I don't either. Pierre Gasly's ninth, and Fernando Alonso is tenth. They race next on um, September twenty sixth in Sochi at the VTB Russian Grand Prix. I wonder if uh, that's where they. I know it's the city they had the Olympics in, but I don't know if that track in encompasses any of the the that stuff or not now uh here is the i mean the olympic site i'm looking at my next results here which <laughs> were very i was i was disappointed it's the uh weather tech sports car series of course that we pull for the wheel and engineering cadillac that mike hill alan's brother is a part of that team they uh ricky taylor was was going to win that race and and he did uh, they couldn't. He, uh, they weren't running that far behind as far as uh, Felipe Nasser and Durrani, but there at the last uh, last couple of laps, I guess the car was going away. But I tell you, um, Ringer Vanderzandi and was driving Kevin Magnuson's his teammate. They just blew past him, and uh, I kind of hated to see that because I was telling Alan that we need a miracle, and I'd be dad gum of coming through the last turn. There was a crash right in front of the leader which the winner was Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque. And, um, I mean, it could have easily taken them out. It was what, it was what we had ordered. <laughs> and uh, 
But he didn't. The leader didn't get involved in it. He weaved his way around it, and it was close. I mean, it was very close. And so, uh, Nasser and Durrani ended up third. Well, you. It looked like that Taylor car was in a different zip code. Yeah, and he zipped right on by him. But the points is uh, it's not nearly as good as it was. Uh, it got doubled, over doubled. Uh, I think they were 41 points out last time. Now they're 98. And we're talking again about Nasser and Durrani in the, in the Wheeling Cadillac. Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque are first. And they're, uh, they've got a 98-point lead. So Nasser and Durrani are still in second place. And they've got a healthy, uh, looks like about a 50, 45-point lead over Olivier Jarvis and Harry Tink now. So uh, anything could happen, as they say. It's uh, they're solidly in second. They're not as close to first. They still got two cracks at it, and one of them will be in two weeks once again at Long Beach, and uh, it's uh, it's coming down to it. They got Long Beach and Road Atlanta, and that's it. Well, I kind of think it's like tires at Darlington. Tires picked you up two seconds a lap at Darlington, uh, which they was talking about last night on the concrete tires didn't make it much difference, but you got. You got a whole lot different surface in concrete than you do asphalt. Mm-hmm. Asphalt pits up and it wears them tires out. So, uh, you know, you go to Laguna Seca and stuff like that. That track sitting out there in that hot sun all day long for yeah. years. Yes, uh, kind of like we get at Darlington. Remember the little deal at Darlington with the new pavement, the patch, up off? <laughs> yeah. the patch. What did I tell you? Look like South Carolina DOT. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He looked, like, did. looked like the patch job of out here on our own roads. Let's look at TV real quick. We do have some today. Um, on at five o'clock, five oh five on Peacock. If you're so interested, any car qualifying from Laguna Seca, and then at seven thirty. Well, at six thirty is the pre-race for the NASCAR Bristol race, and that is. Um, uh, 6.30 to pre-race, 7.30 is the race, and then I'll have the post-race that says here at 11 o'clock. That will be on NBCSN. Then on the morrow, as Tyler says, we've got, um, well, you, I know you've been following this a little bit. The NHRA will be at Concord, and that's uh, on Fox Live at 2 o'clock, and then again at 4 o'clock. Well, I was talking about that last week. and uh, 4.30, We sorry. had uh, Matt Hagan with... Uh, Tested positive for COVID. He was out again last week, so they put Tommy Johnson Jr. in that car, which is Don Schumacher's uh, Dodge uh, Mopar. And guess who won the race? Tommy Johnson Jr. Okay. Been out of a race car for the last uh, nine months. Went back to building cabinets, he said. (laughs) So uh, Sounds like a Harry Gap. Yeah. So uh, he got the call, went in there, filled in for Matt Hagen. Uh, Guess who got the point? So... Matt Hagen. <laughs> See, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, yes, it does make sense. Why? You, Don't get mad at me. <laughs> you cannot. Well, guess what? Just think if Kyle Larson somebody was to walk into Bristol tonight and have COVID. I mean, does that mean you've lost your whole season? Well, no, but you lost the race. Well, you've lost. You might as well just about say you just about lost. Well, what if they come into the last four and go to Arizona? Well, what I, are you supposed I, to do for the week before? Well, you uh, live in a bubble? <laughs> well, I mean, whatever a, the rules are. Might have to. You might have to live in a bubble or something like that. Because if you, if you go to Phoenix for the last race of the year and you test positive, guess what? I've let my 
Well, I ain't gonna say I've let my team down, but you, you mostly you have. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's not that much worse from Michael McDowell at Darlington crashing out on the first, you know, at the very beginning of the race. He he might as well hadn't have showed up, and he just dug himself a hole. And if you get if you're not in the car, I start the car. Now they're not going to let you do that if you got COVID, but you know that's just the way I've always been used to is that you start the car and hop out at the first caution and uh what's the difference <laughs> the difference is you get points or you don't get points well i mean that's you start that's the, the whole car. point if you don't start the car i mean if i got because you're we still know, getting owner points and we things. know we don't talk about or do you think rick hendricks <laughs> and jack roush and joe gibbs and them they I don't. i mean that's owner manufacturers yeah the manufacturers don't get me wrong <laughs> Uh, let's don't go there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I like an opinion. Um, we uh, so anyway, they're running drag racing. Uh, that and I'll say it again at two o'clock to four on uh, Fox, and that's from Charlotte. That's on the big station, and um, I guess that's after their college noon game or whatever. And then at four thirty to six thirty, they come back. So there's a half hour break in there. IndyCar. We'll run uh, pre-race at 3 o'clock. The race is at 3.30, and that will be at Laguna Seca tomorrow. The race is on NBC. The pre-race and the race is on NBC. That's the, big, the, the mothership, as they say. And um, looking ahead just a little bit, next uh, Friday night at 8 o'clock will be the Camping World Truck Series at Las Vegas. And then Saturday... Uh, if you want to plan ahead, is the uh, no? Now I'm jumping. I'm jumping too far here. No, the, the 25th of September. That, yeah, that's next that's week. Weekend. That's when I'm going to date to, uh, to uh, <laughs> Columbia. Get your act together. Um, the WeatherTech uh, MSR Sports Cars will be at Long Beach on NBCSN, and that will be at five o'clock live. No tape delay. And at 7.30 will be the, this is Saturday night, it will be the Xfinity race. And that's, uh, that will be on NBCSN. So anyway, I don't usually look that far ahead, but I won't be here. So it's not that far ahead for me to go ahead and mention it. And I'll close up this, this uh, show. The new schedule came out. And listen, you're going to announce something that we turned you on to last week, but was tentative. Yeah, they come out the clash. Yes, Ronnie sent me a text uh, about I don't know Wednesday, or Thursday, Tuesday, somewhere in there, that they were thinking about. No, it was before that because we talked about it with Deb last week, and she That's said right. it was nuts. Yeah, and and I meant to bring it up today and didn't do it. But anyway, we got plenty of time to bring it up with her. But they're going to run the clash on uh, February the sixth, Sunday, at the Los Angeles Coliseum, and I. I I saw an artist rendering of it or a computer model or something. Right. It looked terrible. I mean, it's a, it's going to be a... I mean, there won't be that many cars in it because it's not a full field. It'll, be and a, it'll have to be like a paperclip. Well, it? yeah, it used to be the pole sitters. I don't know. And, and former winners. I don't know if they still do it that way or not because you don't qualify for the pole. So I don't know how they come up with the field. But it's going to be like a quarter mile track. And I just, just, just... I don't know. I think it's a stretch. Well, did I not hear you say something about that last year whenever they said they're going to put dirt on Bristol? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to put dirt on Bristol. That's right. So, no, but I was all, I've, been, there. I've been wanting a dirt track race for years, but I never wanted a, a, a stock car race in the Los Angeles Coliseum. So, I mean, that's 
We'll see. We'll see how it works. Let me run through this quickly. Some other changes from next from last year. Now, February the 27th, they got Auto Club Speedway. They were going to cut that down to a half mile last I heard. So I guess it's ready to go. You know, because it was a two-mile track right. and uh, nobody went. So I guess with a smaller grandstand, they'll look like more people <laughs> showed up. Uh, then Sunday, April 17th, is the Food City Dirt Race at Bristol. Uh, these are either changes or just notable. Darlington, the spring race is on Mother's Day, and this is throwback throwback weekend for the Goodyear 400 on May the 8th. The Texas Motor Speedway will have the All-Star Open and the All-Star Race both on Sunday, May 22nd. New track, June 5th, after the, six, the week after the 600. They're going to Gateway, which is in Madison, Illinois, across the river from um, St. Louis. They do have an off week, the week of June 19th. So no week that no racing that week. They took two weeks off this year. Nineteenth they go. I can't. Did they run Atlanta twice this year? Because they're doing it next year. The second race will be on. Uh, I don't think they did run. Well, twice. they got a second date this year. They're going on July the tenth. Well, they're making up that the two weeks off, and right. then, and then um, they took a race away from Pocono, which I'm getting to right now. But Atlanta will have two races and back on the schedule July tenth. The uh, Pocono got from a double header Saturday and Sunday with a total of about, what, seven or 800 miles altogether to the Explore the Pocono Mountains 350 <laughs> on July 24th. So Pocono has been handsomely cut. Some of these race names just kill me now. Oh, well, that's where they get the money from. So they're going to come on down here. Race of note, the, the last race of the, play, of the regular season will again be at Daytona on August the 27th. And on the road course, I fear the, uh, I don't know, it doesn't say, the um, Cookout Southern 500 will be on September 4th, and the Dixie Vodka 400 at Homestead has been moved from pretty close to the very beginning of the season to the third race from the end, and that will be October 25th in Miami, Miami Homestead, and the championship race will be the season finale 500. There's a clever name <laughs> at, um, at Phoenix. That's what it's named right now anyway. So we got through it. Let me say, um, Lanny, we uh, appreciate all you do for us. I didn't get a chance to thank you earlier, but never want to leave you out. Appreciate everything you do. Maintaining the Budmore Engineering website. And um, hear my voice. He's really, he's really one of our unsung heroes. He is unsung. And uh, we love to mention him every week. Greg, we're thinking about you. Get back here as soon as you can. Uh, Greg is a sung hero. <laughs> that's right. And we will uh, uh, have a lot of interesting racing and football and everything today. Got anything you want to sum up? Well, Perry, we're going to miss you next week. But I, I, like I told you earlier, later on, you will never regret, regret going to your daughter's parents' weekend. And got gypped out of it last week, uh, last year because of COVID. Right. So, uh, uh, of course, Ronnie keeps me up to date on what's going on. He sent me one of the Thursday night. He sent me, uh, informed me that I got to wear a mask to the football game. Yep. So, well, I'm covered there. I mean, I got Gamecock mask too, but, uh, they're playing Kentucky. Probably be, I don't know who Kentucky plays today, but it could easily be, uh, a one loss Carolina and, a, and it's at seven o'clock at night. So it's, uh, yeah. it's on ESPN 20 seconds. Uh, got, Got a big race going on at Harris tonight, and uh, like I said, uh, got two cars. It's probably I don't know if they're gonna make it or not. So it'd be an interesting renegade race up there tonight for twelve hundred dollars. 
Okay. Well, there's a lot to watch, a lot to do in person and on the tube. I will be on the tube watching everything and looking forward to uh, being back in two weeks and talking about it. I'm sure we'll have a good guest tomorrow, uh, next week. And uh, I appreciate everybody listening. Natalie, we're not on the way. And remember, keep it between the fences. See you in two weeks. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox the home of Open Mic Daily is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is all I can hold up. Now on 